Hi, my name is Michael Sano. I'm Jewish and I love Israel. So if you love Israel, if you love being Jewish, or if you have an unwavering connection to the land of Israel, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the 12 Cities in Israel podcast. Shalom, shalom, shalom. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? My name is Michael Sano, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the 12 Cities in Israel podcast. Hey, you guys, you guys, you guys, if this is your first time checking us out um, and you're on YouTube, hit the uh, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button and the notification bell so you get all the brand new episodes right as they come out. And also, um, you can find us if you want to download us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and on Spotify. Let me move this microphone a little bit. All right. Um, okay. Yeah. Hi. Uh, we're here. We're back. We got a really great episode here. I got a lot of stuff to cover. Um, it. One of the things, I don't know if you notice, but... Um, I've been playing with the camera and with the lights, if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, this is a new studio. I've been using it for about a month. It's at my desk. Um, it's in my home office. And rather than originally, so we've gone through kind of a progression. We've had this studio uh, in the other room, in the bay window. And that's where it all started. And then we went to Israel and we did the interviews. And we did that at the C Executive Suites. What up, C Executive Suites? And then uh, I got back and COVID-19 hit and I wasn't able to go back to any more interviews. So I decided to take, uh, take a couple months off and boom, here we are. I'm right here uh, rolling back with it here in my home office. Um, so yeah, I've got a, um, I've got a couple of things that I want to cover today. Um, some of it is some of the, uh, some of the creative work that I've been work, creative work that I've been working on. Um, hold on. I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a sip of, a sip of coffee. Peter, this is for you. This is Jacobs. Mm-mm-mm. Best coffee on the planet. All right. And, uh, so one of the things that I've been working on, I'm doing about, honestly, three or four different things at once. Um, one of them is a, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to design and plan a, a multi-sport facility in Southern Israel in Beersheba. And it's called Israel Sport. And if you go check out, um, if you go check out our Instagram page, I put up the logo in English and in Hebrew for uh, for the Israel Sport um, facility, and it's pretty fun. I use this kind of '70s font, and uh, it's 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 fun. I like it, and it's my favorite colors: orange, <laughs> orange and blue, of course. Um, but uh, yeah, so I spent. The entire morning um, on the phone with my best friend, Moti Biton. What up, Moti? 
um, and all your family. Uh, I spent the I spent the morning on WhatsApp with him on a video chat, talking about the facility because there is so much that's going to go into this place, and I, I I I really do need to let you guys know that I am, and this is going to sound, and I'm I'm. I'm concerned about how this sounds. I feel like I'm doing the work of Herzl. And for any of you that have read um, a biography of Theodore Herzl, the father of the uh, the father of the Jewish state, um, who wrote the book, The Jewish State, he was constantly, constantly working towards this dream to bring greatness to the Jewish people. Um, that's one of the things that I'm doing and that's my primary motivation for it. Um, I am a firm, this is going to sound so weird. I am a firm believer in muscular Judaism, but muscular Judaism doesn't need to be big jacked Arnold muscular Judaism. It can be muscular mental muscular it can be um it can be physically muscular it can be mental muscular in the academic field as well as in the idea and innovation field so i am i want israelis and the jewish people to be the best that they can be and one of the ways that i've thought of for doing this is through this uh, by making us excel in sport um, so <laughs> I came up with the idea for the athletic, ne uh, the athletic center of the Negev, Merkaz, um, Sporty, what is it? Merkaz Sporty Shel Negev. Um, I might be saying that incorrectly, but it's only my facility. I should know what it's called in Hebrew, right? But whatever, not a big deal. So, um, so I came up with this idea um, on the heels, and I've spoken about this before. I came up, up, up with this idea on the heels of an episode that I did on the Olympics and about how we have so many athletes, but we're not really placing in the Olympics. And I wanted to know why. Um, and I started looking into it, and there is like and – and, and I'm – I've been using this phrase a lot, but I, I really kind of need to come up with another phrase because the 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 dark notions that come up from this phrase, I, I've been using there's like an Olympic mafia in um in Israel. And in some countries you do have something like that. You have this mafia like um it's who you know, and if you don't know the right person, you're not gonna make the team. I get the sense that that's the way it is because some people have told me, but I don't know if that's just burn bridges or, you know, just people not being satisfied with the way things are. I don't, I don't know. So actually uh, this is good. This talk, this episode is good because it's causing me to rethink my notions on the grip that a small group of people might have on the Olympic selection for Israel. It, it may not even exist. It may be a product of mine and other people's imagination. So regardless, we're not doing well. 
We're not. We are doing well in in the things that that we uh, that we really put ourselves out there on the public stage, like judo, uh, windsurfing, and um, I think rhythmic gymnastics. But we can do so much better, you know. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with access. So what I came up with is this idea for a facility that has soccer football indoor pitches like about three indoor pitches and a large outdoor maybe a couple of outdoor pitches um an olympic size swimming facility a full men's and women's gymnastics center and a full gymnasium with like three basketball courts side by side and uh, you can, it'd be a multi-use gymnasium. You can use it for basketball or you can use it for women's volleyball. Um, and then I was talking to Moti about this before. I told him before that I wanted a track around the pitches, around the soccer pitches, which I do. Out like a quarter mile track or something like that. And that, I think that's a motorcycle. I have the window open, so a little fresh air. The other thing that I want and this blew my mind when I thought about it and when I told him about it. So, Ben Gurion University on, I think it's Ben Gurion Avenue, um, is one of the, uh, one of the roads uh, that it sits on. You have Ben Gurion University on one side of the street, and on the other side of the street, you have Soroka Hospital and the school for uh international medicine or it's called something similar to that um to get from one to the other you take this bridge this beautiful bridge um this wire and plank bridge that goes over the avenue the boulevard and i thought wow imagine if this went all the way around ben Gurion university and was like a running track and that little seed that got stuck in my mind is now a part of my overall design. And I want to have this outdoor, um, elevated, like two story elevated running track that goes all the way around the athletic center of the Negev, all the way around Israel sport. And I want it to be pretty wide. And every, I think thousand feet, we would have a staircase. And we'd have a couple of elevators, so um, there could be uh, disabled access to it. There would be little areas, not picnic, but like rest areas with benches and stuff where coaches could sit and talk to their runners and stuff like that. But above all of this activity, we have people running. As the sun's setting over the desert, you see groups of kids or adults or whatever running on this elevated track that's going across the sky in Beersheba. And it, it, it just sounds absolutely phenomenal. And I was telling him about that. And I was also telling him about there is this company called Techno Gym. And one of the things that I want to have on site, including all of these sports facilities, is a fitness facility for strength training. Um, not only for the athletes, but also open to the public. So the public can come and use it. Um, and so I've been looking at, I use a spin bike techno gym. It's an Italian company and they make amazing, 
amazing sports equipment. So I was thinking, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do some research into this equipment, find out more, find out if they can fulfill all of the needs that we have. And it's looking like they can. Um, and they have this video of their facility, their new facility in, I think it's in Milan. Um, it's on the Adriatic and, uh, it's their buildings are like turtles. They're rounded and they come down to four corners on each side. And I was like, wow, imagine if all of our facilities, if our pool, if our gymnastics center, if the gymnasium, if they were all like shaped like this, they had these turtle shell roofs. And also in the center, I'm, I'm imagining this, of course, they open, there's a, a, a roof panel that would open in the center and slides open to let heat out of all these buildings and i've got you know i've got all these ideas and he i was telling moti about it and he was like whoa this would be so cool this would be great so i think there's a lot of drive i think there's a lot of drive in the south and i think by naming the place israel sport it really really solidifies and codifies what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to bring israel sport to the world now, one of the ways I want to do that is I want to use this as a large educational sports educational facility, not just a place for people to engage in sports and healthy lives, you know, lifestyle, but um, also to teach other people in the world about all the advancements that maybe we learned or that we've come upon because there's a couple of... Uh, a couple of research areas and this is where it gets really kind of cool there's a couple of research areas that i want to look into and one is geriatric health there's an aging population in israel um and i think if we have a center for geriatric fitness um that we can tie in with ben Gurion university i think that would be fabulous we also have a center for youth fitness um a research center for youth fitness to look into how far can we push kids? Cause right now, one of the things, you know, the soccer mom and all that, and we, we want to look, are we pushing our kids too hard? Are we not pushing our kids hard enough? I don't know. I don't know the answer. I know I'm not pushing my kid hard enough. He is spoiled rotten, but I, Hey, that's another story for another day. Um, but I think looking into these things, having a sports physio suite so we can actually track the benefits and maybe how, you know, look at how maybe we're going too far in some areas. Um, but I want, I want to do something like that. I want that all on the grounds. Um, I also want a, um, I came out, I was talking to him about this. I want a 100 bed dormitory, like a sort of hotel dorms, like college dorms, like school dorms. And I also want about, you know, 20 cottages um, and these cottages would be for adults for coaches for parents if they wanted to come and stay um, but all of this would be open to people throughout Israel to come down to the facility people from overseas to come and use our facility but on top of that I also want to have media that's super duper important so we will have a dedicated YouTube channel Israel sport and It'll come up on the screen and you'll know when you see that logo, oh, I'm going to find out something about soccer that I didn't know, or I'm going to find out how to do the best strokes 
in this swimming style, or I'm going to find out what the risks are uh, in doing specific moves in gymnastics and how to do them safely. And I just, I, I have this super duper idea um, for this just amazing, amazing center. And also the other thing that I want to do, and this is important, and I'm going to wrap this segment up um, on this. I want to have a cafeteria and um, my friend's daughter, uh, Muti's daughter, Lenoy, said one thing, what about birthday parties? And I was like, whoa, I never even thought about that. Like a swimming birthday party or a soccer birthday party or basketball birthday party or something. So I had had an idea for a cafeteria, but also like a pizza place and a burger place because burgers, I don't know. I train a lot. I'm going to be training a lot this winter um, outside actually in doing some cold weather training with weights and stuff like that this winter. And, um, so burgers are my refuel, um, whether they're healthy or not, I think they are. I think they're very healthy done correctly. Um, but yeah, so I want to have this full, healthy, nutritionally balanced, um, cafeteria, but also if you want to have some fun food, you can come and have a pizza. What pizza is good for you can be good for you. Um, and I also want to have a pro shop on site. So there is everything that you need. You don't have to go somewhere else. You can just show up. And my idea is to have accounts because <sighs> I don't want anyone to ever not be able to use the facility. I want everyone to be able to do it. I Maybe that means we set up a fund for low-income families to be able to come and shop at the pro shop. Um, we have a food program, you know, where if, if you're low-income and you want to come and train, but you also want to get a good meal because you can't get it at home, you come, come to us. Well, our door is always open. And that's one of the big things is this is going to be a big sports family in Israel and I'm really excited about it um and that's what I've been spending the past week just my brain's been going bananas but if you want go on to the Instagram account um you'll see it at the end um and go and look for the Israel sport logo it's a lot of fun um all right so I want to have another cup of coffee real quick sip of coffee I'm only having one cup of coffee guys calm down uh hold on all right, and if I know myself, every time I take a sip of coffee, which I'm going to take another, I wind up getting the hiccups. So, whatevs. All right, so that's my creative work. That's the stuff, one of the uh, the sideline avenue-y things that I've been going um, down and researching so that I can design this thing, so that I can plan for this thing. Another thing that, as you guys know, I'm working on this uh, flashcard set because one of the biggest, 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 hugest, hugest, hugest ways to, um, and I'm going to use the term, immerse yourself in Hebrew culture, Israeli culture, uh, in Jewish culture, Israeli culture is through Hebrew. Um, so I, I came up with this uh, this flashcard set, a couple different ones, 500 must-have words, uh, the Olive Bet set, which I'm releasing on Instagram right now. Um, 
So I've been doing a lot of research in what the best ways are to tickle the brain, so to speak. Here's the hiccup. Hold on. Excuse me. Um, tickle the brain so that it absorbs all of the Hebrew in the most economically um in in the most economic way basically so you pick up as much hebrew as you can in the shortest amount of time um i was watching videos um i was watching videos about how to learn a language what some keys are to learn a foreign language or a second language and i came across this guy Chris Lonsdale, um, he, he sounds like he's from Australia. I got his book. I just got it. Just got it like a, a couple of days ago, and I'm in the middle of another book. And as soon as I get done with that, I'm going to read that, this book, which should be this coming week. Um, and it's called The Third Ear. And basically what he talks about, and I have to get it off my notes, he talks about what's called comprehensible input. Okay, comprehensible input is contextual input, and it's getting Hebrew into your brain in a way so that it sticks. Now, a couple of things that he talks about is that um, he says there are a couple of errors in understanding with regard to... Um, there's a couple of errors in understanding in, in, in understanding the way that the brain works. And we, we as human beings who love process, we love, um, we love structures and we, we hate to disregard or destroy those structures. It becomes difficult for us to overcome those structures. Uh, one of them is rope memorization. So for years, rope memorization has been the thing that you do in order to um, in order to learn another language, you would take these lists of words and you would just memorize blah, 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 blah. Okay. And basically he says it's not effective. There have been studies done and it's not effective. Another way that he said, which I was incredibly, I was shocked. I was blown away by, he said immersion wasn't an effective way to learn a language. And I've always been told that immersion is actually the number one way to learn a language. So he's correct and incorrect. He is correct in the sense that he says that you have individuals, he was giving this, this, uh, this talk in Hong Kong. And he was saying, I know people who have lived in Hong Kong for 20 years, tons of them. And they don't know any Chinese. They don't know any more Chinese than it takes to order something uh, for dinner or lunch or to ride public transportation. And that's it. And I was thinking about that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, he's right. He's absolutely right. Because there are tons of people who live in Israel right now who have lived there for a long time. And they're they're grasp on Hebrew is very rudimentary. So he came up with contextualizing Hebrew so that it becomes more graspable. Okay. It becomes more reachable and it becomes more lodged in your long-term memory as well as in your short-term memory because those two things are linked 
in the process of recall. So I took his idea and I can't wait to read his book and see if maybe it's something he suggests, but I took his idea and what I did was I took a photograph of my backyard and I go out and I hang out in my backyard. I read in my backyard. I play basketball in the backyard. I work out in my backyard. So I know all these things. I was shocked to realize that I didn't know the Hebrew names for the majority of the items that were within my immediate view. And I was like, wow, I don't know what wall is. And I, I, I thought I was like thinking wall. I was like, um, uh, I have no idea. Um, Kotel? I don't know. Is that apparently it's not, it's Kir, Kir. And I know that because what I did is I took the photo, put it in Photoshop and on every object on the windows, on the light that's over my garage, on, let me see if I get this right, on the garage door, which was Delet Musak. Yeah, I'm awesome. Um, I, but that's my point right there. I've been doing this for a day and a half. Or no, actually, I've been doing it for 24 hours. And I've memorized just about all the words. And the reason I memorized all the words is because they're all contextually relevant to me. They're all words. So what I'm telling you is if you want to learn Hebrew, I'm going to give you the tools. My flashcards will help you a lot because they will give you a lot of vocabulary. But this exercise in conjunction with that is priceless. So if you're in your office, take a picture of your office, a nice wide angle view. Go in PowerPoint. If you don't have Photoshop, go in PowerPoint. Put on a Hebrew language keyboard on your computer and type out the words. Type out, look it up on Morphix or Google Translate and type in the word, find out what it is, and then put it in there. And even if it's the wrong word, that's okay. And what I mean by that is I had, uh, I had Kir... Asay, essay, essay, kir essay, and it's not. It's kir avanim, which is rock wall, but I had it wrong. But by telling my friend Moti kir essay, rock wall, he went, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Because even if you're off by a little bit, you're still within the target. Does that make sense? So, um... And, oh, here's one. Um, Mispar Rishui. That is license plate. I'm never going to forget that. Oh, my gosh. That's so awesome. But that's only one day of sitting there. And what I figured I'm going to do is I'm going um, to see how this goes. I'm going to see how this works. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna do, like, maybe a picture a week where I just fill in everything in the picture and I just learn all the words. I'm going to keep those pictures in the room that they're in. So if I'm in the living room, uh, I'm going to keep the picture in the living room. If I'm outside, I keep actually the picture of my backyard. Um, I keep it in the, tr in the, in the hatchback, in the trunk of the car and just pull it out and look at it when I go out there. Um, but what I'm going to do 
is I think after a couple of weeks, I am going to monetize this idea. And if you want to learn Hebrew, and if you don't want to put all the words in, email me. Um, I think I'll, I'll, I'll do it for you. Um, 10 bucks a photo. I don't know. Um, I haven't really thought it out. I'm gonna have to talk to someone, but if you pay me, I'll fill in all the words for you. Um, or if you want to go in and just go in PowerPoint, put all the words in English, and then I'll email you a photo of all the words in Hebrew and you just go over and you learn it. I don't know. Spitball in here. That's my idea. I think it's a great idea. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm on to something. I'm really on to something. And what's funny is my brain is just sucking this Hebrew right up. It really is because it's so relevant. The context is so relevant. So I'm really excited about it. I actually spoke to my Hebrew professor, Shani Greenstein. She said it was a great idea. Um, I'm interested. I want to get some feedback from her if she uses it. Um, but I'm jazzed. I'm really jazzed about it. This has been a good week. This is a fun week. Um, and it's the week in between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And to all of you um, from me and from my family, may you all be written into the book of life this Yom Kippur. And may your families all be written into the book of life. Let no one be left out. Um, all right. Uh, all right, guys, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's it from me. Hey, um, listen, if you like this video, again, uh, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Um, don't forget to hit the notification bell. You can find this. Uh, yeah, hi. Yes, you can find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. That's the second time I've fumbled through this um, in two weeks. Um, and also, check out our social media. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. And yeah, all right, that's it. Bye.